Good evening. As Father Robinson said, my name is Kate Robinson. My husband, Trey, and I first joined St. Joseph's when we moved to the area in 2010. Trey attended St. Joseph's as a child until second grade when his family moved to Rhode Island, so it was an easy decision for us when we came to look for a local parish. Being totally honest, we were not active in the parish until our twins, Liam and Nora, were born five and a half years ago. When they were about two, I stumbled upon the parish's Mothers with Young Children section of the Carpenter. I thought to myself, how have I not noticed this sooner? It was exactly what I was looking for and needing at the time. A group of moms going through life as I was, with young children. I joined the group. I knew no one, but finally got up the courage to attend a drop-in playgroup at Rainbow Play Systems. That was the first of many experiences with the moms of MYC, including becoming a board member the following year. That was almost four years ago. Leading up to tonight, I had multiple conversations with Deacon George. I shared with him that I was a little nervous to get in front of the parish to speak, and he reminded me, Kate, there's a stay-at-home order and the church will be empty. <laughs> I'm not sure he dampened my nervousness when he proceeded to explain how many people may be streaming it from around the world. As I spent time preparing for tonight's motherhood reflection, trying not to think about how many of you are watching from the comfort of your own couches, I had a reoccurring thought about motherhood as this library. As mothers, we borrow bits of needed knowledge from actual, tangible library books. But more often, this knowledge comes from the books of motherhood shared between us mothers. I've turned to brick-and-mortar libraries my whole life. As a child, checking out stories and completing school projects, in college, there were many late-night library study dates with my future husband, Trey. Before Liam and Nora were born, I spent my time in the parenting section of the library, where we researched every baby product at nauseam and overall lingered through the readings. When Liam and Nora were babies five and a half years ago, I found myself back in that parenting section, no longer reading any book in its entirety, but finding an answer to that moment's concern. More recently, a major part of our family's routine became library story times, dropping in after preschool to pick up books, or just letting the kids play in Cook Memorial's children's room. However, the more I thought about it, it's not the brick-and-mortar library that's so valuable. It's that library composed of the community of mothers in our lives. It's the key support to us as mothers. I went to that library of motherhood often when my twins were newborns and I was getting little to no sleep. Daily pep talks and encouraging texts from my mother, mother-in-law, friends, sisters-in-law, of which I have seven fabulous, boosted my confidence that I was on track as a new mother and what I was experiencing was normal. In this motherhood library, we may just peek at each other's stories, we might take small parts, we might reference bigger chapters, or realize one story is not a good fit and put it back on the shelf. Like the brick-and-mortar library, there are times in our lives where we don't go to that library at all, but there's other times where we visit it quite frequently. Just as we do in the physical library, we find ourselves pulled to different sections of this motherhood library, going back to some of the same authors and seeking different things, depending on our current life needs. Each of our own journeys to motherhood is a story. We are the author to that story, and the chapters continue to be written. For many of us mothers, the story we keep going back to, whether we realize it or not, 
is the story written by those that came before us. We find ourselves doing the things our mother did, saying the things she said, even those things we swore we'd never say or do. At different points in our younger years, we were sure our mothers just didn't understand and that they were unfair. Yet as we grow and become mothers ourselves, we realize she did understand and she was looking out for us. We realize her wisdom and God's wisdom guided the decisions we may not have agreed with at the time. Our mothers and grandmothers had, and continue to have, their own books that we call upon consciously and unconsciously. Like any story, motherhood can have the highest of highs and some of the lowest of lows. Starting then with the story of Mary, Jesus' mother, it became an essential piece of my own motherhood journey and library. At one point during the years when motherhood seemed out of my own reach, my mother gave me her mother's manual prayer book. The front page describes this little book as a manual of devotions for mothers and expectant mothers. It was published in 1957 and belonged to my grandmother before she passed it on to my mother, at a time in my mom's life when my grandmother felt my mom needed it more now than she did. During the years before my children were born, I found myself just at that front prayer, repeating, prayer to obtain a child. Within what I considered the lower point in my own motherhood journey, I found a little comfort knowing my own mother and grandmother found the peace they needed, and quite possibly the same prayer or the other prayers from this little book when they needed it most. My grandmother was widowed at the age of 53 with 10 children. You could not have found a calmer, more put together, loving mother and grandmother than my nanny. I can only imagine the prayers she went through in this little book and all the years of her motherhood. Of all the motherhood stories we've been raised on, there's one that the generations of women before us followed and we continue to go back to in our own motherhood library, whether we realize it or not. That's the story of Mary. She guided our own mothers when we were children and continues to guide us as mothers now. If we think about the qualities we look for in a good mother, Mary demonstrated them all. Unconditional love, support, trust, courage, and a willingness to let our children go in the world and become the people they were intended to be. Mary is our first example of trusting God as she raised her son, Jesus. Before our children were born, we started worrying about them. And that worry doesn't fade, it just changes. I remember one of my best friends since elementary school, Anne, calling me up three years ago when her daughter was born and asking, when will I stop worrying? I found myself giving her an answer I know I've heard so many times before from my own mother, and she likely from my grandmother. You'll never stop worrying. The worries just change. As much as Mary wanted to protect Jesus, she trusted he would make good judgments. She had the courage not to hover over him. Rather, let him go out into the unpredictable and cruel world. For many of us, letting our children skin their knees and leave the shelter of our watchful eye is difficult but essential, as Mary modeled. Just as Mary always trusted and remember, we must remember, God is always there. Does he want us to experience struggles as a mother? No. But is he always there to guide us? Yes. As today's gospel reading said, do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. During this current time in our lives, we are called to remember this faith in God. Will there be difficult days for us moms out there in the coming weeks? Certainly. Some mothers are suddenly balancing working from home, 
spouses working from home, and trying our best to keep those kiddos out of the video conferences. Others are consumed with financial worries. Many of us find ourselves teaching our children at home, finding a new normal and a new balancing act. Motherhood for our generation has never looked this way before. We are missing our own mothers. For many, myself included, this, way, this time has changed the way we can see our own mothers, and for them, the way they can see their children and grandchildren. As in the times that came before and the difficult times we'll face in the future, I know I will continue to follow my mother's unspoken advice and modeling of prayer and trust in God. We've all had difficult times in our own motherhood journeys before, and we've made it through them. We will get through the next challenges as well. The stronger our faith and trust in God, the easier it will be. We must remember that Mary had difficult times in her mothering of Jesus as well, when he was a child and certainly when he was adult, as she stood by him in his passion and death. All along, though, she put her trust in God's plan for her family. Today, in these uncertain and unprecedented times, I find myself in a few particular sections of this motherhood library, mainly humor and self-help. I'm on a group text thread with six fellow MYC moms that somehow started that first weekend of quarantine. There are days at a time where we have no texts at all, days where we just share memes to make each other laugh, but there's been those texts where someone says, guys, I just cried about there being no more school this year followed by the rest of us sharing our own concerns, but then boosting each other back up. I encourage you to go to the sections of your own community of moms, library for support, inspiration, and humor, as well as that ever-available Mary Library for when you need some spiritual guidance and mothering yourself. So to all the mothers out there, I encourage you to pray and trust in yourself, pray and trust in your families, and pray for your own tribe of mothers. As said in Proverbs 31:29, there are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers, godmothers, grandmothers, stepmothers, and especially those with the hopes, wishes, and dreams of motherhood. Thank you.